If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast with Steelers Digest Editor Bob Labriola. Okay, Coach, after wins such as last Sunday's over New Orleans, you always say something about while there still are things for the team to work on and improve upon, it's good to go into that work with a win. Is there actually a noticeable difference in the way the players come to work based on the outcome of the previous game? Without a doubt. They're human. Um, You know, uh, football's our game, our business is winning. Uh, when you win, you take care of business. When you don't, you're not. And, and so there's there's consequences of that. Um, and everybody understands that, really, and everybody embraces that. You know, there's joy in winning. Um, that, that's what we do. But what about, you know, in terms of the work? Is it more productive if they're kind of happy uh, coming to work or if they're honked off? You know, I think both states of mind are useful, to be quite honest with you. I think um, from a coach's perspective – uh, that's the approach I take. Uh, I know there's a certain energy or attention that's that's capable of, be, of being captured when we win, and I work to capture it. And I also understand that there's a differing spirit or, or energy or urgency to capture when we lose, and it's a coach's job to, to capture that as well. Sticking with the game against the Saints for a minute, uh, you also said you were happy with the way the team began the game because it came after a bye and that you never can be sure about the start of a game coming off a weekend without a game. Uh, You said, quote, the team didn't waste any time warming up to the competition and got into the flow of the game immediately. Uh, Besides talking about that, is there a way to make sure that that happens? You know, there are several things that you do. You know, you work to get into that that rhythm as you come off the bye, um, that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, leading up to it and getting back into the structure of a game week. But the reality is, is there's a rhythm to this thing. You're stepping into a stadium once a week, and over the course of four or five months, man, you just gather that rhythm and missing an opportunity to do it, although it's a welcome break in the action. Uh, there's always light concern about you know, rust and things of that nature warming up to the competition. And so I think if you talk about the elephant in the room, there's there's less risk of that becoming a negative factor in play. And we talk openly about it. We acknowledge the potential of that, all in an effort to reduce the potential of it. Alex Highsmith had two sacks last Sunday, uh, and on one of them he got to and- Andy Dalton on one of those by using a spin move. Uh, did Highsmith come to the NFL with that move, or did he develop it once he got here? You know, he may have had it when he got here. Everyone has it, um, but everyone shouldn't pull it out in a game circumstance. Um, he has honed that tool to the point where it is a weapon for him. Um, and I think that's the component of the discussion worth mentioning is 
boy, he has really perfected that um, in the ways that a, a pitcher works on his pitch repertoire, rushes develop a rush repertoire, if you will, and uh, the spin is definitely a component of his menu. So developing and perfecting those pass rush moves, you know, building on his repertoire, is that off-season stuff? Is that something that happens in the off-season? It is continual. Um, you know, maybe the guts or the framing of it starts in the off-season, um, but it is continual. Um, and it is your skills and the talents that you hone relative to the skills and talents um, and the strengths and weaknesses of the people you compete against. And so, um, you know, in Alex's case, he has worked to spin. Spin is a weapon for him. But it might not show every week because of the skill set or the talents of who he's going against. And so that's why they work on multiple rushes. That's why they need to have a repertoire at their disposal. And, and obviously the spin is something that's in, in his wheelhouse. So if, say, the quarterback, it's a more mobile guy than Andy Dalton. Might you or one of the other assistants or something tell him you can't do that in this game because... I think when you talk about quarterback mobility, it's more about the collective rush and not one individual. When we talk about minimizing escape lanes and you talk to the collective, and so he may be able to spin. The spin may be a weapon for him, but boy, it better be a counteraction by someone else to to close that window or escape lane. It's a collective when you're talking about minimizing quarterback mobility in escape lanes. In terms of the snap hold kick process on field goals and extra points, uh, what's considered varsity in terms of how long it takes? You know, um, you know, it 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 differs, um, and I and I say that because you might have a snapper with great velocity, but a holder whose mechanics are a little bit slow. You might have a um, you might have the opposite of that. You might have a kicker that starts to the ball a little bit slow. So at the very outset or, or the very beginning of it or what's most important is the total time of the collective, um, the total operation time. If that's unacceptable, then you start looking at the components of the total to see where the issues are. But we're talking about fractions of a second. You know, 0.7 seconds is great velocity on a snap. 0.85 is terrible, <laughs> you know. And so you get away from all that minutia by analyzing the total op time. And as long, as long as the total op time is acceptable, you stay away from breaking down the minute components of it because, boy, you got to have a itchy trigger finger when you're talking about analyzing what component of snap hold kick is letting you down from an operation time standpoint. It is a fraction of a second we're talking about. But that fraction of a second is inches. We're talking about a guy coming off the edge, too, and being able to get his hand on the ball. And so um, that's just the world we live in, particularly at this level of play. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join S&T Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. S&T Bank, member FDIC. So total op time, what's varsity? I'm not going to get into those details okay. because right. that's, that's a competitive <laughs> okay. advantage or disadvantage. My, my acceptable op time might be a little bit different than someone else's, and so um, pardon me if I don't disclose <laughs> no, right. sensitive information. <laughs> Long snap, though. I mean, is he, 
is the is the long snapper in terms of location? Is there like a strike zone? You know that that he he needs to hit uh, is low better than high? What's what's how does that work? It, it, it's and again without getting too detailed, it's where the holder needs it to operate. You know if a, if a if a holder operates and his comfort zone is a ball placed in a certain spot, then he works to hit to that spot. If somebody else's um, area of comfort is in another area. You know, it's it's that level of detail. It's about the amount of time that that guy needs to catch that ball, get the laces pointed the right way, and putting it on the putting it on the ground and readying it for the kicker. And so, it's different for different people. Um, over the past several weeks, a popular topic of questions for you is change. Are you favoring change? Are you going to make any changes? When will you make any changes? Uh, but is it your experience that when you're asked about changes, it's almost always uh, refers to personnel, and then that's not necessarily what you mean when you say there's going to be changes or you're thinking about changes. Hey, let's let's be honest, okay? When they're asking about change, that's an angry mob that wants a hanging, right? Right. They they want some pounds of flesh, and and I understand that. Um, but my mentality is change for the purposes of getting better, uh, not to feed the angry mob. Uh, if changing increases our chance of winning. If if changes are a part of solution-oriented things as opposed to assigning blame, then I'm all for change. Um, but shooting a hostage, um, assigning blame, that's less than professional. That's weak-minded. Um, that's not where we are. Um, when you're in it, like we're in it, like I'm in it, I have the resolve to maintain that posture. Um, when you're not in it and you're rooting from afar, I understand that mentality. But I don't share that mentality. Um, I'm open to change always because I'm in pursuit of victory, but only for the purposes of betterment and getting w- and to win, not to lessen pressure on me or us, not to place blame elsewhere. Um, that's just not how we roll. That's not the appropriate and professional way to roll. Um, we're willing to do anything and everything, schematics, personnel, leadership, in an effort to increase our chances of winning. But that has to be the reason. Uh, in assessing the challenge posed by the Bengals, you said, quote, on the offensive side of the ball, obviously it starts with Joe Burrow and finding ways to minimize his impact on the game. Why would you disagree that maybe it starts with Joe Mixon and minimizing his impact on the game? You know, it just feels like their global fortunes changed with the arrival of Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon has been there. You know, um, Joe Burrow is the variable that's different culturally in Cincinnati. And anybody that denies that is kidding themselves. And no disrespect to Joe Mixon. He is a quality back. He's one of the best backs in the league. He's capable of getting you. But in terms of um, the mojo of that group, um, the swagger of that group, um, the, the heartbeat of that group is Joe Burrow. Offensively, defensively, and special teams. I'm talking about their football team, not only their unit. So, in the NFL, based on the way the game is played, um, is it pretty much the rule of thumb that it always starts with the quarterback? I think Derrick Henry would disagree. Yeah, that's it's whoever the guy is, whoever the guy is, and you look at the Tennessee Titans. That's the guy. 
In terms of success in the red zone, uh, your offense is tied for 28th in the NFL with a touchdown percentage of 46.2%. Your defense is 6th in the NFL with a touchdown allowed percentage of 50%. Uh, Obviously, your preference would be for those percentages to both be 100 and 0, but what would you consider to be varsity in that category? You know, anything in in the top 25 percentile, of the league and any statistic is what we hunt. Anything in the bottom 25th percentile, a quadrant of the 32, um, we got to stay away from. And that's any discussion. Um, those are relative things because you're, you're talking about relative to the other other teams. Um, there are certain number or raw numbers that we're interested in, but it's a relative game because we're competing against people every week. Um, and so we're talking about top eight. Bottom eight are things that really get your attention. When Le'Veon Bell was a young running back, you explained to him that success at this level is more about being lighter and highly conditioned than it is about being big and strong. Uh, over one off season, uh, Bell lost a bunch of weight and his career took off. Uh, might that be a similar con- uh, conversation you have with Najee Harris at some point? Not so much about conditioning, but about his size. Not in different people. Um, you know, I make those judgments based on um, a lot of things, not just my naked eye, um, body mass index and things of that nature. We just got a lot of technology. And so that discussion was exclusive to Le'Veon. Le'Veon is a much smaller human from a frame standpoint um, than Najee. And so um, I was talking about the weight that Le'Veon was carrying relative to his frame. And so those are very individual discussions, and we better be really cautious relating one you know, person to another regarding those things. That's the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast. Subscribe and download new episodes every week and check out all of the other shows we have to offer on the Steelers Podcast Network that's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for Lemonade Days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.